Can you get your message through enemy lines? You are a spy for the colonists in the Revolutionary War. You've been entrusted with a special task. Obtain the British plans and bring them back to General George Washington. But enemy patrols are everywhere. How can you get back through the British lines without suspicion? If you decide to set out in the dead of night, turn to page 12. If you decide to wait until dawn, turn to page 6. Whatever you decide, be careful. Spying is dangerous business. You might end up swinging by your nick on the redcoat's gallows or roasted alive by enemy mohawks. Or you could even end up saving General Washington's life. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You're the star of the story. Choose from 31 possible endings. Choose Your Own Adventure, Book 48, Spy for George Washington, by Jay Liebold, illustrated by Don Heaton. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where we read vintage Choose Your Own Adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Connie. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. Uh, we got another Jay Liebel historical yes, book. We, yep. That's so far what he's written. Sort of. The last one that he did was um, Grand Canyon Odyssey. Oh, yeah. The Horse Heaven. He did the Horse Heaven book. Oh. Well, if there's going to be a Washington Heaven. Oh. Maybe. This does not look like it was previously owned by anyone. Sure. So, point for Jay Liebold. We just already exist in this time. We're not time traveling there. Yes. This one does. Oh. We are. Yeah, we have, we did not. Oh, yeah. We're not time traveling in this uh, one. We just camp. exist in this time already. That's awesome. It has a map. Is it a map of the original 13 colonies? No, it actually looks like a decent map. It's just New York. Oh. It's just the Hudson. Yeah, it's not a bad map. Warning. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. You can have many different adventures as you attempt to deliver a vital message to George Washington in the American Revolution. As you read along, you will be able to make choices. Your choices will determine whether or not you succeed in your mission. There are many ways to get the message to Washington. You are responsible for your fate because you make the decisions. After you make a choice, follow the instructions to see what happens next. Be careful. The world of a revolutionary spy is a dangerous one. People may not always be what they seem. Good luck. The summer of 1777 is a hot one in Brooklyn. A year ago, the American colonies declared themselves independent of England. Now British troops occupy New York and the area around it. You have decided you can wait no longer. You want to join the revolution. One night you slip away from your chores at the farm and go down to the Red Lion Tavern. There you find your neighbor, Robert Smith. You happen to know he is a rebel or... The or- Cure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert Smith time traveled. Yes. God damn it, these books. <laughs> you happen to know he is a rebel organizer. Smith greets you with a nod. Your families have known each other for a long time. You must be careful no Tories over here as you tell Smith of your resolve. These are strange times. Friends and even relatives suddenly find they are now enemies, though they continue to work together in the same town or live in the same house. Sounds like history's repeating itself. Wouldn't that be the Civil War? 
Like, why would or, friends be enemies? Or the now. <laughs> well, sure. Well, because you have the loyalists to the British as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I was thinking it strictly in terms of Americans and Brits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I forgot that the loyalists. Yeah. Used to be just Brits until, until the revolution. A handful of assholes went, mm, I don't like tea anymore. <laughs> threw it in the forest. Something I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly American history. <laughs> history. Smith takes a long draw on his pipe and stares at the far wall as he considers your offer. Well, we do need all the help we can get. The revolution is at a crucial point, but I'm afraid you're just too young. The best thing you can do is keep working hard on your parents' farm, and maybe in a couple of years... His voice trails off as he thinks for a moment. Then again, Smith says, maybe... Tugging at his whiskers, he looks at you closely before he continues. Perhaps you would be just the right person to undertake a little mission... I was going to do it myself, but the British are already suspicious of me. He glances around to make sure no one is listening. General Washington is camped 63 miles above here, near Haverstraw, on the west bank of the Hudson River. He chased the Redcoats through Jersey and back into New York City. Now he's waiting for their next move. Everyone expects the Redcoats to sail up the Hudson to Albany. Smith lowers his voice to a murmur. We have a spy in Manhattan who has found out otherwise. The British are going to move on Philadelphia in three days. Our spy has obtained the plans for the move, but you do not need to know the details. Because you never do. Of course not. In fact, the less you know, the better, in case you're caught. What you need, tortured yeah. child. <laughs> what you need to do is get the envelope containing the plans to Washington as quickly as possible. You may be young enough to slip through British lines without attracting attention. How well do you know the Hudson? I go up to the Kinderhook to visit my Uncle Samuel every year, you say. That would be the perfect cover, Smith says. You can say you're going to visit your uncle. It just might work. It's a dangerous mission, though. If they catch you, you'll hang. (laughs) Smith regards you with an arched eyebrow. Oh, or Smith regards you with arched eyebrows. I'll do it. That's a whole different expression. That's a whole different expression. Holy shit! (laughs) There's a kid here! What the fuck? What am I smoking? (laughs) Where did you come from? (laughs) I'll do it, you say without hesitation. Smith tells you where to find the rendezvous point in New York City. He promises he'll tell your family you're on an important mission. (laughs) Then he says, go down to the docks. Ask for a captain named McGillicuddy. You can trust him. He'll take you over to Manhattan and... Smith frowns all of a sudden as two well-dressed men walk in the door. Those two are Tory spies, he whispers. You better go now. Good luck and be careful. I'll get the envelope to Washington, you promise. You stand up and walk out the door as casually as possible. At the waterside, you spot a burly sailor with red hair. I'm looking for McGillicuddy, you say. Obviously, it's this guy. Yeah, the red-haired guy. Hello. Uh, aye, that'd be me, he responds with his heavy brogue. What would you be needing tonight? You tell him Smith sent you. He slaps you on the back and bellows. Doing a wee bit of espionage, are ye? <laughs> what? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, espionage. <laughs> well, climb aboard my rowboat. Oh, that's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> Always glad to be aiding in the cause of liberty. Quite a contest we're having here with them Brits, eh? 
You hope McGillicuddy's voice doesn't carry to the British warships anchored up the shore. But he <laughs> 20 miles away. <laughs> but he abruptly stops talking as he starts to row you across the East River. A forest of English shipmasts looms on the other side. McGillicuddy's strong arms pull the boat swiftly across the water. It isn't long before you glide up to a Manhattan wharf. I'll wait here in case you need me, McGillicuddy says with a wink. You climb out and walk up lantern-lit Wall Street to the burned-out section of town. In among the charred ruins of houses, you find the rendezvous point. A friend of Smith's, a voice asks. Yes, you say. A man in dark clothes emerges from the shadows, his eyes hidden by a hat. Here's the envelope, he says. In the morning, go to Ephraim's stables on Maiden Lane. Tell him your name is Culpepper. He will provide you with a horse. You nod. He goes on. You should leave before dawn tomorrow, but for now, get some sleep. McGillicuddy will show you a safe place to sleep for the rest of the night. They call me Culpepper. <laughs> we got a choice yet? No. Oh, soon. No okay. Why not leave right away, you ask? Yeah, this is a choice. I don't think that's a good idea. The British patrols are very suspicious of anyone out at this time of night. They're watching all the roads, but it's up to you. If you decide to sleep, turn to page six. If you want to go now, turn to page 12. I'm sleeping. Yeah, I think sleeping's a good idea. It's a good idea. Okay. Maybe you're right, you say to the spy. I'll get some sleep tonight and start first thing in the morning. Good, he says. Now I must go. He checks to make sure the coast is clear, then disappears among the burned-out buildings. Smoke bomb. As you walk back down Wall Street, you glance about to make sure no one is following. Suddenly, you realize you are carrying the letter openly in your hand. You tuck it in the inside pocket of your coat. I'm the worst spy ever. Too bad you don't have an attache case. <laughs> Miguel Cuddy is waiting for you at the wharf. All set, he asks. Yes, you say. Can you show me where to sleep for the night? Well, that would depend on whether you're going by land or by sea. By sea? Didn't Smith tell you about it? You can sail up the East River through Hellgate and across Long Island Sound to New Rochelle. From there, you get a horse for the rest of the trip. Smith didn't mention it, but we were interrupted. It sounds dangerous. Aye, you've got the British Navy to deal with as well as the sea itself. I wouldn't call it a pleasure cruise. But the land route will be pretty tricky, too, with the Brits watching all the roads. I can't say I know which is better. Safest place to be would be at home smoking your pipe. If you take the land route, turn to page 8. If you want to go by sea, turn to page 55. There's no stay home and smoke a pipe? No. That's what McGillicuddy gets to do. I like the sea option. I'm, uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't see why it'd be any more dangerous than... Land. Well, land. I can see why it would be more dangerous than land. I just think that it's more adventurous, and and I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a little quicker too, possibly. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll hunt down a white whale on the way there. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll take the sea route. You say, where can I find a captain with a boat? McGillicuddy pauses a moment before saying, "You're looking at him." <laughs> oh, you exclaim, "Where's your boat?" You're it's looking at it, he says, pointing at the rowboat. <laughs> it's docked over at Brooklyn. I've got a whaleboat, a 26-footer with a nifty swivel gun in front. Let's head back. Nifty? Yeah, yes, yes nifty. we're going whale hunting. You can catch some sleep on the boat and I'll round up the crew. Sounds good to me. 
Before dawn, you were on your way up the East River in the battered old whaleboat named the Margaret. A wind begins to rise, and McGillicuddy hoists sails so the crew of eight can take a rest from rowing. If anyone stops us, McGillicuddy says, I'll just explain we're going to New Rochelle to pick up a load of whale oil. And, he adds with a wink, we are, too. Of course, I won't tell him we have an extra passenger on board. It is afternoon when you reach the top of the East River and make a turn to the northeast. Ahead lies Hellgate, a narrow chute of swirling currents and treacherous reefs greatly feared by sailors. Once you get through it, you'll be able to go on out past Frog's Point and into Long Island Sound. Frog's Point? Frog's Point. Okay. As you draw closer to Hellgate, McGillicuddy starts to mutter to himself. I don't like it, he says under his breath, squinting at the northern horizon. <laughs> you look to the north and see a big thunderhead gathering. McGillicuddy keeps muttering, so finally you ask if the storm clouds are bothering him. Weather might get bad, he says. Wouldn't want to get caught up in this storm in Hellgate. That'd be the end of us. Should we hold back, you ask? Hard to say, he replies. If we could get through now, before the storm, it might be our only chance for a while. On the other hand, we could head a little ways up the Harlem River, drop anchor, and try to wait out the storm. The ship rounds a point, and Hellgate comes into view. A loud rumbling comes across the water. McGillicuddy is leaving the decision to you. Like a good captain. Mm. Child, which would you prefer to do? Why rely on on my sailing experience? Mm -hmm. So wait, the options? Oh, wait, we haven't got that yet. If you tell McGillicuddy to go full speed for Hellgate now, turn to page 56. If you tell him to pull back and turn up the Harlem River, turn to page 82. So we can go to Harlem and hang out. I kind of... Have always wanted to go to Harlem, right? But I really liked Hellgate London. That was a good game. That it just was. Didn't, it yeah. didn't get its due. Yeah, Hellgate London was pretty awesome. Of course, we're nowhere near London, so let's yeah. go to Harlem instead. Yeah, Harlem. I, it, Harlem. I mean, if they make us do the Harlem Shake, though, I'm going to be real mad. Yeah, agreed. So we're still going to go to Harlem. Though. We're going, we're going to Harlem. This conversation. <laughs> we're going to Harlem. But I'm we're blaming not. this whole conversation on on wine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We're going to Harlem. We're just not doing the shake. Yes. Let's play it safe, you say, and anchor up the Harlem River. We can wait and see what develops. Is it a shake or a shuffle? It was the shake. Shake. Okay. McGillicuddy turns the Margaret around, and you find a good spot to weigh anchor. You wait, but nothing happens. The storm clouds keep building, but the rain doesn't come. Finally, late in the afternoon, you decide to abandon the sea route. Oh, you have no patience. Wow. We may never get through Hellgate, you tell McGillicuddy. Put me ashore. I'll go the rest of the way by land. I, McGillicuddy, agrees. We're not getting very far this way, are we? <laughs> the Margaret pulls into not a... Not that attitude. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the Margaret pulls into a little inlet, and you are let over the side. McGillicuddy and the crew wave goodbye and wish you luck as you wade to the east shore. You plunge into the woods and head for the road north. You reach the edge of the woods and pause to see if the road is clear. A commotion in the bushes behind you causes you to turn around. A black man in tattered clothes, gasping for breath, stops in his tracks as he catches sight of you. For a moment, you stare wide-eyed at one another. He breaks the silence. I won't lie to you. My name is John, and I'm a runaway slave. The British captured me and forced me into their army. But I escaped from them, too. Now there's a manhunt. Seems like the whole British army is after me. He pauses to see your reaction. I won't lie to you either, you say. I want to keep as far away as I can from the British Army. Well, he says, I figure on heading north to the American lines. 
I want to get in on this revolution. Want to join forces? Suddenly, both of your heads jerk up at the sound of baying bloodhounds. You can see the British dragnet coming out of the woods on the other side of the road. It's heading straight for you. If you want to join forces with John, turn to page 44. If you think you're safer traveling alone, turn to page 89. So, there's no option for us to be racists? No. <laughs> no, there's no racist I mean, option. I don't think that going... There's none, none of this is going to be good for John. Sure. It's 1777. Well, the whole reason I bring that up is because, yes, it's 1777. and We're not at the, the Civil War era yet, so... Not a whole lot of people that are like pro black guy escaping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we're also in the eighties ish, and all that's really happened. So sure. The other issue, the more serious issue, is that this asshole has just brought the British down on top of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the question is, like, do we cut him loose? Like, do we are we cutthroat about this, or or I I feel like storyline wise it may reward you for doing the nobler thing because that's the morally right decision sure so you want to go that route that's i i i wanted to hang out with john from the first time he walked out of the woods now we're kind of like waiting for the right. british to come down on us so like tell him we to also get don't on know if this guy is like a legit criminal or not i'm gonna name the horse chopper and i'm gonna tell him to get on to choppa <laughs> Where did the horse come from? I thought we had a horse. We, we don't have a horse. We don't have a horse. Oh. We got let off the boat. He's walking. We're walking. Oh, yeah. It's a walkathon. It's a walkathon. I hate it now. Still, I feel like he had an escape plan of some kind. So maybe yeah. if we well, find him, I'm fine with hanging out with him just because he doesn't have a racist name like in the Tom Sawyer. His name was Jim, wasn't it? Yeah. His name was a little more than Jim. How oh, was it? <laughs> Same. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go with John. Yeah, let's go with John. We're partners, you say to John. Now let's get out of here. You start to head north. But John grabs your arm. No, not that way. There's another search party coming from the north. We should go south first, then double back around. John takes off to the south. I'm regretting my decision. All <laughs> John takes off to the south and you follow. You push swiftly through the dense forest, but no matter how hard you run, the bloodhounds are never far behind. Wait a minute, you say, stopping to catch your breath. Jump in the river. We'll never be able to outrun these dogs. We have to get them off our scent. Why don't we go to the river and swim a ways downstream? Good idea, John agrees. I saw it in a movie. Yeah. You strike west to Harlem Creek and take off your boots. Then you jump into the water, holding your boots above the surface. A log floats by, and you and John grab onto it and let it carry you downstream. Ten minutes later, you pull yourselves out of the water. Listen, John says, smiling, no dogs. You travel cross-country over the rugged hills of the Bronx, fording the Bronx River to get to the road that goes to the town of Westchester. Now we head north, John says. We should be able to slip through the search parties and go on up to the American lines. You make good time walking through the night. By supper time the next day, you have put the envelope into George Washington's hands, and John has found his freedom. The end. We won. Wow, that came out of fucking nowhere. All right. Yeah, I yeah. just I kind of expected something else to happen, but okay, mm -hmm. we won. We just kicked its ass. How much time do we have left? All of it. All we have so much time left. Apparently, Connie's the best at this. Because <laughs> I'm not making the decisions. Eh, there we go. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, all right. So I don't even know what choice to go Hellgate. back to. Hellgate. I want Hellgate. Do we want to go to Hellgate? The first Hellgate, not the second Hellgate. Yeah. Or wait. When we're on the boat and we can either go to Hellgate or, or we Harlem. go to the Harlem. Yes, that one. Yes. Okay. Full speed ahead, you cry. The Margaret swings into position and heads for Hellgate. But a moment later, another obstacle appears. A British warship. McGillicuddy looks at the warship through the spyglass and says softly, Oh me, oh my. I recognize that one. It's the Tremulous. That's a good name for a ship. That's a really good name for a ship. She's a big one. Let's just hope she doesn't want to bother us small fry. Can we turn back, you ask? McGillicuddy looks behind. Too late now. No room to turn around. We're going through. Plus, that wouldn't look suspicious at all. No. <laughs> to his crew, he shouts, Have your pistols and cutlasses ready, lads, just in case them Brits give us any trouble. McGillicuddy skillfully maneuvers the Margaret through Hell's Gate's reefs. The rushing current grabs the boat, and you shoot through the gap. At the same time, the British ship comes about and pulls back from the gate. Suddenly, tongues of flame leap from the side of the tremulous, followed by loud cracks and rumbling. That's not thunder, you cry. It's cannon fire. Hey, I wonder if there's yetis manning that ship. Oh, cannons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeti cannon. That's a callback to episode 13, folks. (laughs) Go way back. The warship is now headed out toward Long Island Sound, and you follow behind, keeping your distance. When you round Frog's Point and come into the sound, you see the object of the cannon fire, an American schooner running for its life. You stumbled into a naval battle. Damn it. A shout comes up from the crew. They want to join in the fight. I'm not one to pass up a good fight, McGillicuddy says, but we can also try to slip around in back of the Brits and hope they leave us alone. What do you think we should do? Asking the boy again. Mm-hmm. You're tempted to help the American schooner, and you may not be able to slip past the tremulous anyway, but should you delay your mission? If you join in the fight, turn to page 69. If you try to slip behind the British ship, turn to page 64. We have to join the fight now. It's on page 69. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to be a spy and slip behind, but, I mean, 69 is an option. So I think that's kind of a rule we have to go with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of think so. Yeah. Okay. It's a dumb rule, but. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rule now. On 69 we go. We can't just abandon the American schooner, you say. We've got to help. Heave to, boys, McGillicuddy cries to the crew. We're going to join in the fight. You set an easterly course for the scene of the action. As you draw closer, you notice the tremulous has the American schooner trapped in Oyster Cove. The cannons roar mercilessly on the schooner, and the Americans return fire just as fiercely. A dense curtain of smoke hangs over the water, bringing the smell of gunpowder. Should we try to get past the tremulous and go straight into the cove, you ask McGillicuddy? Aye, we could try that. The question is, do we want to? Maybe we should wait until nightfall. Then we could sneak up behind the Brits and possibly do them some real damage. On the other hand, by nightfall, you may be too late to help the schooner. Yeah. If you make for Oyster Cove, turn to page 77. If you wait to move under cover of darkness, turn to page 48. Mm. Let's go get some oysters. Oysters. We're we're here to fight. Let's fight. Yeah. Although this is a whale boat. I mean, just to put it out there... The book just gave us two options. To help the ship. To avoid oh, right. the fucking ship. <laughs> That's true. It's like, this is your second chance. Are you sure you, you want to sure? do this? Okay. But, yeah, I still do. The Margaret makes for Oyster Cove. You will try to squeeze between the tremulous and the coast to go to the aid of the schooner. 
The smoke from the cannon fire will give you some cover. But the smoke clears at just the wrong moment. (laughs) Suddenly you are exposed. The tremulous is only a few hundred feet away. It turns, aims, and fires. That takes a long time. That's quick. Turning especially. The first cannonball smashes directly into the bow of the Margaret. You don't yeah. even have time to return fire. It smashes into you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whale boat, but we have cannons. Yeah. All right. I think if they have cannons, do we actually? Have they, cannons? they just said we don't have we time. Had a gun. We had some sort of gun. Oh, it said what? We don't have time for what? We don't have time to to return. Yeah, you don't fire. have time to return fire. Okay. As far as I knew, well, the only we thing we had with our fucking harpoon. Yeah. yeah. As far as I knew, we only had the harpoon for whaling, but. A rain of cordage and timbers comes down on you as the whaleboat is torn to pieces. The barrage does not let up until the Margaret is sunk. You go down with the ship. The end. Okay, so... so we can, we're dead. So we can... Sneak behind and sneak leave the Americans to fend for themselves? Under cover of darkness. Sneaking behind under the cover of dark was the second option to avoid the Oh, yeah. Fight. Yeah. The other option was... You could join the fight to help the schooner at the beginning, or you could just try to go behind the ship at the beginning of the fight. Not even trying to help the Americans. Right. Yeah. I kind of still want to be in, engaged in the battle, so I kind of want to attack them at night. Okay. okay. I'm down. Okay. So, night comes, the cannon fire lets up, and you quietly move toward the tremulous. The darkness is complete as clouds cover the moon. Finally, the storm lets loose, pouring down thick sheets of rain punctuated by bolts of lightning. All the better, McGillicuddy says. They won't expect anything in this kind of weather, long as we don't get thrown over by the waves. Every time lightning flashes, you look for the tremulous to memorize its position so you can move in on it. McGillicuddy, fighting the rain and wind, manages to pull up close to the warship. We're pretty good at naval warfare for being only 10 or 12. Yeah, we are. It seems pretty quiet on deck, you say. Maybe they're all below, keeping dry. McGillicuddy waits for a flash of lightning to illuminate the deck. You're right, he says. I bet they're napping. (laughs) (laughs) It says napping without a G. I I like McGillicuddy. I'm I'm down. I'm down with it. We could do some pretty good damage to them with our swivel gun. Maybe even get close enough to hit the magazine and blow her sky high. Heck, says one of the crew. Why don't we go on board? We'll lock them all down below, and the ship will be ours. If you choose to board the Tremulus, go to page 81. If you decide to attack with the swivel gun, go to page 68. Uh, Spoils go to the victor. Yeah. Show us your booty. Mm. We're butt pirates. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go on ship? We have to go on ship. I mean, it's an option. So So we're boarding. I think we should board. I think we have to. It takes a lot of nerve to board a British warship with only a whaleboat crew. Let's do it, you say. (laughs) (laughs) McGillicuddy pulls the Margaret in until it bumps up against the tremulous. You throw a grapnel, a small hooked anchor, attached to a rope over the deck of the big ship. It bites into the wood. You and the crew shinny up. Huh. I have seen it spelled that way before. I don't know why, but... Okay, yeah. yeah. You no and the crew thing. shinny up the rope and stream on deck. You easily overpower the few wet, sleepy guards who have been left there. Then you batten down the hatches and nail shut the doors to below decks, <laughs> making the tr- crew of the Tremulous prisoners in their own hold. The ship is yours. 
You, McGillcuddy, and the crew look at one another in astonishment. <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> you spend the rest of the night celebrating. The rain lets up in the morning and a thick fog rolls in. You set off for New Rochelle with the Margaret in tow. You'll be able to present George Washington with not only your message, but a British warship as well. The end. This is an even better ending no than shit. the last ending. Holy we shit. We dominated this book. <laughs> yeah, we did. I wonder if this is like just full of good endings. It's just every ending is better than the last yeah. ending. <laughs> yeah. Robert Smith writes a whole album dedicated to you. <laughs> uh. You know, I think I'm I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that. I like that one. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly. It seemed very, like, a very boring subject. Like, I was expecting to not be yeah. interested in this no, book at I, all. No, I full-on did, like, this is one I wasn't looking forward to, for sure. I think the, for George Washington, the turning so. point was where we decided to go naval. Yeah. Once we went naval. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did really good uh, writing, naval boarding and combat mm. and all. I, I don't know. I'm wondering if he's not a navy man himself. What I will say, I recommend this book for yeah. sure. Yeah. I was fully planning to hate this book. Yep. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Good on you, Jay Lebel. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the land options don't go as good, but. <laughs> <laughs> so yay good choices boys Connie, Connie's all cheating I am cheating <laughs> okay yeah I give it a check mark sweet three check marks <laughs> alright okay well if you want to learn more about choose your own adventure go to cyoa.com if you want to learn more about us or find us just go to incrediblydaring.com we're on all the pod catchers and spotify now and all kinds of things yeah well, for Incredibly Daring, I'm Connie. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. 